Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 108. And Drew, you and I both listen to a ton of podcasts. We spend a lot of time in the car, but even when we're not in the car. And I realized that I never say the date when we record. I always just say, this is episode whatever. But you don't know what day it is. So this is right. Wednesday. Is No, excuse me, Thursday. April 6th. We usually record on Wednesday or Tuesday sometimes. Thursday, April 6th, uh, episode 108. So for those of you out there that might be listening a couple days after, now you know the date. It always bothers me that I don't ever list the date. But uh, it's it's very, very rainy in Austin. It's very rainy in South Texas. All my potential options for the day have been pretty much washed out. So I don't know what's going to happen with those since Friday is good Friday, but we got plenty to talk about, a bunch of games, a bunch of big-time performances that we've seen recently, but uh, first off, Drew, how you doing? I know you've got a big birthday party coming up this weekend. Uh, we survived Jack's third birthday party this past weekend. Um, car wash theme was a big hit with the kids. Some of them brought their little plastic cars up there and they had the, the little uh squirt things and um the, the yeah the uh God, the sponges and we bought them a little fisher price car wash deal you blow up and it kind of spins nice. around you can hook it up to water and stuff like that so the kids just had a blast just cleaning their cars surprisingly um so yeah we survived still kind of recovering uh because it's exhausting but we survived but i know you've got that uh you've got a big one coming up this weekend yeah, we're uh, we're going with the Spider Man gymnastics. All right. Uh, yeah, we're at the uh, the little gym. So that's lately. Koi has been uh, refusing to answer to anything but Spider Man. So <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's coming up this weekend. Um, we'll have some family in town for Easter, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's what we got. So yeah. Nothing, uh, I'm sure we'll use Easter to recover from the Saturday birthday party, but um, it's what you think. But then it's just like, yeah, family well, we, and Easter go, and kids, and they're off from school go, tomorrow. Yeah, well, we ours goes until two. So oh, that's we'll be, that's a blessing. Yeah, well, we had we had an Easter egg hunt. So Koi's already done two Easter egg hunts, and I think okay. we've got two more uh, between now and easter so does he like does he like search for anything when he gets the eggs like is he tearing them open for thinking there's something inside oh yeah yeah whenever we go to school in the middle of the day like we did this morning like it's always tough to leave like he doesn't want he wants to come home with us yeah we and had so, that issue like, today we had to sneak out um sneak out a little bit while we were uh you know we tried to keep him occupied with an egg you know he was not having it so we gave him an egg and then left but still yeah we got, a, we got yeah we got a message with jack after their little easter egg deal and he's like you got really frustrated and tried to hit a friend i was like oh boy so, <laughs> yeah but knew that was gonna happen yeah yeah the joys of the joys of parenting and uh yeah the weekends become um parties and family and who knows what else but uh, oh, like oh, I said, what? Hey, the other thing, uh, got to see Degrom versus Grayson Rodriguez. Oh, yesterday. nice, man! That worked out great with Grayson getting getting the call up once Kyle Bradish went on the went on the IL. Um, yeah, it looked like a really good crowd too. Uh, for well, it was it was Dollar Hot Dog Day. Ooh, well, then um, now I know why you went. How many did you have? Well, I had none actually. Whoa, okay. Yeah. 
I'm I'm a little upset about it now that I've left. I did have to leave a little bit early from the game to go to swim lessons, but I did stay all the way through Degrom and Rodriguez's outings. But um, did have Hurtado barbecue, which is a good one up here. Um, mm-hmm. We had that before the game, but no hot dogs. A little bit. I'm, I'm wishing I had uh, taken part because yeah, all my friends expect that out of me, and so I was getting some black last night from. A few different people that we know. So, oh yeah, but, they're a dollar. But we, it was cool because we. So, friend of the pod, uh, Katie McKinnis, nutritionist, um, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. now with the Rangers, um, and so she got us. She got me and another friend, one guy who might be able to give you a run for your money in fancy baseball. But we went to the game. Uh, we ended up sitting right behind home plate. We were about the fifth row, I think. Oh and dang and uh sat right behind the entire rodriguez clan okay um, so they had all like rushed in because luckily he's from texas so they yeah. were able to scramble and get to town and then his agent uh jd smart uh played at texas so we've known him for a while same agent as clayton kershaw but so mm. we got to see him and um yeah it was it was i mean <laughs> it rodriguez was really good after the first um and it probably would have been more impressive if Degrom wasn't on the other side. I yeah. Mean, it, when he gets in, when he gets in a groove, like it's just not even fair to big league hitters. Um, it's just spin. I mean, it's not just a hundred; it's a hundred with spin. Yeah. And like it's, we it's, were close I enough. How, I don't know how anybody hits it. it. Yeah. I mean, it's it is. It's almost a surprise when they do. But I guess he struck out eleven and five innings. I think is what he threw yesterday. <laughs> but it was. It was silly. Like, I mean, it, he was like toying with guys. I mean, and like he, it wasn't super tough to figure out what he was going to throw, but it just didn't yeah. matter. Um, right. His pat- patterns and stuff were not that difficult to ascertain, but it just didn't matter when your stuff's yeah. that good. So it's, it's, it's really fun when you get pictures like that. If you can get close enough to home that you can actually see what the stuff looks like because it's yeah. just, He's one of those ones that's kind of in a tier of its own with very, very, very few peers that like, if you see it up close, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't understand how anybody makes any sort of contact with this. And it's just like stuff and command. And yeah, man. So that worked out great. Seeing, seeing Grayson, who's a, a Nacogdoches, I think it was a central Heights guy. Central Heights. Central yeah. Heights. I remember right. when he was a prospect, just kind of the buzz that was growing from scouts, like as he, his senior year. Yeah. So I think he went into his senior year with a lot of buzz, but it really took off um, kind of one yeah. of those, those, uh, those helium guys, which is a, it's a good segue for me. Um, Cause the first game that well, not the first game I went and saw, but the first game we're going to talk about today is one I had circled for a while and it worked out great was Magnolia West at Lake in Lake Creek at Magnolia West. And I was hoping the pitching matchup would end up being James Elwinger for Magnolia West and Weston Moss for Lake Creek. Two guys I hadn't – well, I've seen Elwinger a lot in the past, but two guys I hadn't seen this season. But I had it on my calendar as, hey, these I know these two teams play each other. I'm just going to hope that they both face each other uh, and I can knock both of them out and see two really good teams in, in a really good environment. And it just worked out that way, that, uh, luckily. And boy, am I glad that I went down there because, you know, we always say there's a pitcher. There's usually at least one pitcher in Texas every year that just yep. goes into the senior year and blows up. And it's James Elwinger this year. Yep. He's 
It was one of the best pitching performances I, I've seen in person at the high school level. Um, and he came out and I had gotten some texts, um, you know, Dale Park, Dawson Park's dad who plays um, for Magnolia West was texting me. He's like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta come see him. He was up to 97. And like, it, I I'm always skeptical when I get those, not that Dale would lie or anything, but I'm always skeptical when I get those messages. Cause usually you hear that and you go see guys and it's like three to four miles an hour lower. And you're like, okay, like, all right. You told me 97, it's 93. It's still good, right. but yeah, it's not 97. Yeah. So we're there in the first inning and, and Nick Timms is there too. Um, and it's like a bunch, a few sixes, a couple sevens, and then a 98 in the first inning. I'm like, oh boy, like this, here it is. And uh, I was like, all right, let's, let's see what he's got. He punched out two in the first, the slider was up to 88. And the second and third inning, he was back down about 92, 94. And I'm thinking, hey, maybe he just had a bunch of adrenaline and that sort of thing. And it was kind of feeling his way around the zone. And then something clicked about the fourth inning and it was like, bam, it was over. Um, He got back up to, you know, sitting, you know, 93, 95. And then he just got stronger. Uh, His final pitch of the game, he threw a complete game. He gave up one earned run on two hits, three walks, and he struck out 14. And this is (laughs) against a really good high school lineup. um, That's got guys that are committed to some major programs. His final pitch of the game was 96. He hit 95 multiple times in the final innings, 96 multiple times in the final innings. And he's a fascinating, you know, prospect because we've seen him a bunch in the summer, uh, Texas 12 guy, they played a, a bunch of our events and he's always been a guy that's like, Hey, there's a jump that's going to come. And we just had right. never quite seen it. You know, it was 87, 91, you know, breaking stuff kind of blended together. Didn't really have a third pitch, but he always knew he was a really good athlete, three sport athlete, tennis, basketball, baseball, um tall projectable arm speed you're like yeah it's in there it's just we don't don't know when we're gonna see it um and we we saw it that night for sure um he's got to be a, amongst pro scouts he's the the conversation piece right now in texas because it's happening but it's also happening late in the calendar to where he played basketball so he hasn't had many outings and it's also kind of late in the scouting calendar to where if you haven't gone in and seen him and put some work in and send a report in it's kind of late in the game, you know, for that yeah. sort of thing. So people are going to be scrambling for sure to get out and see his next outing, which I don't think is going to be this next week. I think it's going to be the week after that. Uh, but getting back to his stuff, you know, I mentioned his his breaking ball kind of blended in the past. Um, and it kind of did that a little bit early on, but then he started to show distinct feel for two different ones, a curveball 76 to 80. Uh, later in the game, it was much closer to 76 with better shape. Um, and then a slider that was 83 to 88, which I thought he had his, his best command and control of was that pitch. Um, and it was, it was a good pitch. And then he threw like a, his dad kind of described it as like a forkball splitter type of changeup, um, 84 to 88. And, uh, and it had a couple of them had that sort of splitter late tumble type of shape uh, with the velocity, but he started working the fastball up in the zone later, just blowing it by guys. Um, I mean, like I said, really good athlete, and the scary thing is, is I don't think, I mean, he's just kind of scratching the surface. You know, he's still kind of still got a lot of projection. He's still kind of raw on the mound. Um, you know, still he repeated really well this night. I know in the past it's kind of been hit or miss sometimes. He's a tall guy with some length. Um, it was really, really good. Um, I left wondering when we do our final rankings for this class, how high he's going to go. Because if you start to th- describe the the height, the frame, the stuff, 
the performance, the athleticism, the projection, the four pitches, like you're you're probably describing like the guy I saw that night was a fringe second round type of talent, third round maybe, that yeah. two to three round kind of range. Like, so if you're naming all these things and you're like, well, you're naming what at least a top 10 prospect in the state, maybe probably higher than that. Now I'll be fascinated to see like, you know, what, what it looks like after this, but it's, it sounded like it's been a buildup, you know, he's come out of basketball, just been building his way up first outing. Okay. Second outing better, you know, next outing much better. And then bam, he has this against Lake um, against Lake Creek again, a really good lineup. So really excited to see that um, we, we tweeted out kind of a shorter video um, and then for five tool subscribers, I uploaded four minutes of footage from that outing uh, side views, all the pitches um, try to get as many pitches in there as we could that were kind of competitive, good luck pitches, that type of thing. See him get off the mound a little bit as well, but um, super, super exciting. And uh, he wasn't the only guy that stood out for Magnolia West. And I, I know I'm going a little long here, but um, it's, you know, it's exciting. We, we got it. We got a guy like, it feels like this state we've kind of wanted a guy that really take a step. That wasn't a Blake Mitchell, Travis Sakura. I know Kendall George is kind of taking that step right now, um, but an arm, and it, it's it's been Elwanger. Um, but Caldwell McFadden, who's in the a sophomore, uh, 2025, third baseman, right-handed hitter, he was the best hitter I saw. Took some really good swings against Weston Moss, two really hard base hits. I believe he plays for the Texas Senators in the summer. Um, he does. But, he showed a big arm at third base too. I really like the way the swing looked. A lot of natural hitting feel. He's going to hit for some power. He's hitting balls, you know, hit opposite field double. Um, showed the ability to pull the ball some as well. Really big fan of him. Excited about his future. Um, mentioned Dawson Park hitting leadoff and playing shortstop for those guys was four two down the line. We've always been a fan of him. Um, Cody Palacios, another twenty twenty five. Um, hitting two hole for those guys, which is a pretty loud statement for that lineup. Had a really nice base hit, swung the bat well. Um, some athleticism, some twitchiness to his game. Was impressed by him. Um, Trent Buckley playing second base, a uh, guy that we've really liked his tools, and he had some bright flashes as well. And then a couple of seniors that had some nice moments. Hayden Carpenter, Wade Noblis, um, had a couple of hard base hits there. But um, Magnolia West is really, really good. Um, and, and if Ellinger, Ellinger keeps throwing like this, man, because Jackson Blank is their number two who's heading the rice. Um, they've got a formidable one-two punch there. They've got some depth on the mound. Uh, and Lake Creek, man, like I said, really good team. Um, I left th- – I, I went into this thinking that I we've been too low on Blake Brown, and I left kind of thinking that too. He's always performed. He's he's good athlete. Uh, he plays shortstop for Lake Creek. He had an air on a tough hop, but he also made two really good plays. And the feet, the transfer were all very, very quick for this level. Uh, I mean, it's like the ball's in the glove and it's out. It's coming out um, and heading to first base. Um, so he's a guy heading the Sam Houston State. I think he's going to be an instant impact kind of guy for those, for the Bearcats there. Sam Lee, who's heading to Arkansas, hit leadoff 2024 prospect. Really good athlete, competitive at bats. Uh, really battled against Elwinger multiple times. Um, James Kennedy, a senior right fielder, I believe is uncommitted. Really liked his swing, had some really hard contact. Um, and then Jace Newkirk, who's uh, um, heading to uh, Hill College, came out of the bullpen late. A uh, ton of whiffs on his slider up to 79 through fastball 85. And I, I mentioned Weston Moss earlier. Uh, three innings, six hits, two walks, two strikeouts, couple runs. Um, 
it was really interesting. He was up to 93. You know, this is a guy that's coming off Tommy John surgery. And um, once he started throwing his changeup, which he just started throwing like the last couple of batters of the outing, it was the best changeup I've seen this year. And I, I'm not sure that there's a close second. It was really, oh. really good. Kind of that Aaron Nola shape, hard tumble up to 78 miles an hour, uh, almost like a kind of a splitter type look, uh, but got a ton of ugly swings against it once he started throwing it. Um, the breaking ball flashed occasionally. He can, it's like the spin rates are good, but like, and you kind of see this with guys coming back from Tommy John sometimes is that they, they can't quite get out and finish it yet consistently. Cause they're just still kind of working their way back. Um, but he's got a lot of upside. I think that that's a guy that when he gets to Texas A&M, um, they're, they're going to clean some stuff up and, um, he's just going to have more reps and he could really, really take off in college. Cause there's a lot to like about the way. You know, the ball kind of comes off the fingers. The changeup for sure is a major weapon. Um, he's got the ingredients to be a future weekend starter. Probably probably not one of those guys who say, you know, he's going to show up and be like a Justin Lampkin. He's going to be right in there right away. But when he's a sophomore, junior, you say, okay, this, this could be a major, major dude for those guys in the future. But uh, really fun game to go out to see. But just, I mean, James Elwinger just was – I mean, blow, and I was just blown away by the performance. Um, you know, he had about probably about 15 scouts there. I think, uh, I think a couple of cross checkers. Um, he might have 40 his next outing, uh, because there's yeah. going to be people if they haven't <laughs> seen him, they got to go see him now. And if they, even if they have seen him or it was earlier in the year, they got to go see him again, uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately for our guys at DBU, um, they've got the one signee right now in the state that's kind of blown up and grabbed everybody's attention from a scouting perspective. Yeah, and it, you talked about it earlier. It is exciting when these guys take off, and you know, mm -hmm. it, it, we keep seeing it too. It's a lot of the times it's these guys that play multiple sports, yep. right? Like it's guys that you know still have some upward mobility on their projection curve, and you know, it's it's starting to click, you know, and the, and the, the interesting part about guys like him is that you still know that there's a lot more Yeah, um, talking about L winger, but even Moss too. Yeah. You know, there's like, a lot more for both fresh, of them. Yeah. Fresh off of Tom and John, uh, you know, it's that, that can be really exciting to see those guys when you think that there's some, some more to it, you know, I, mean, I, you know, for whatever reason, like that seems like there, we've seen some guys that, um, that, have gone backwards recently, you yeah. know, or just not necessarily gone backwards, but are just the same guy that they were mm -hmm. a year ago or two mm -hmm. years ago. And that's, that's a little bit alarming sometimes. Sometimes obviously those guys might already just be good enough, but you know, it's, it's never ideal to, to get a feel that you're as good as you're going to be um, when you're out there watching stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, you see those situations. It, it is, it's definitely exciting. Um, I got to see a, a handful of guys, you know, I saw between, since we last recorded, I've been to five You've been games. all over the place. I've been to five games. Going to talk about four of them today. Um, and I'm going to start off with the colony and Frisco. Um, talking about guys that kind of jumped on the scene for us. Uh, 2026 uh, right-handed pitcher, Trey Rangel um, from the colony was really impressive um we've heard a lot about him recently um got to see him throw and and he's a guy too like he's not done physically developing so the stuff that he threw out there i mean he was up to 91 threw a bunch of change-ups had a good breaking ball 
hyper competitive. I really like that. He was, he got better at, in, in big situations mm-hmm. a couple times. Um, but man, the ball comes out clean. It is loose. Uh, he's athletic, uh, big future for him. I'm excited to see what, what he ends up doing. Um, you know, he, he threw against Frisco and where I go back to the colony, I, Frisco, I was really impressed with them. They lost, you know, Trey, uh, got the win for the colony. Um, but Frisco, man, like they are loaded. And, yeah. you know, I think they were like 17 and one going into that game. So number one, that tells you how, how well and how, uh, how well Trey performed for one, because mm-hmm. he shut down a loaded roster and I was going through making my nose stay. And like a lot of their dudes are 2024. So they're going to, I mean, they're continuing to get better. They should be a force again next year, assuming that everyone stays there, you know, which yeah, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't, but um they they are big like they are physical um they have some arms they have some athletes um guys that play on really good teams in the summer and man i'm i'm really excited about them i think they'll make some noise this year in the postseason and then get a lot of those guys back um but Cade plunkett started in the mound big physical righty good stuff um He's a guy that I would say, you know, he was a little effectively wild uh, for a little bit. I mean, you can tell, like, it's not a comfortable at bat if you step in there. Uh, but good stuff. Uh, I know. He, I think he plays for Doolin's in the summer, I believe. Um, but he is, he, he's got a chance because mm-hmm. he, he's got a big arm, a big frame, and there's more in the tank there for him. Uh, Tommy Mulkern uh, from our uh, academic team was was good. He came in and he came in in relief through the last two innings, played third. Other than that, um, made one really good diving play. Um, and I just, I love watching him play. He plays the game, right. Plays hard, um, really skilled baseball player. Um, you know, like we say, one of the best compliments we can give you is to be a baseball player. And yep. that's what Tommy is for sure. Uh, but some other guys on the roster, uh, Landon Carr, who also pitches, um, I believe he was playing center field. He had a base hit. Um, see Michael Catalanano, who we're big fans of, OU commit, 2024, mm-hmm. plays shortstop. He hit a ball hard, ended up hitting double play, but hit the ball really well in that at bat. Um, you know, he he's athletic, moves around right. Obviously, he's playing shortstop on one of the better teams in the state, um, and we've seen him be really good on the mound. Um, John Larkin. Uh, first baseman, he had two he had two hits, including the RBI, the only run they scored that game um, for them. And then Austin Gathright was on base three times in the two hole, uh, playing second base. Uh, but he, you know, you, he knows what he's doing at the plate. I just like the way. I mean, obviously he walked three times, but you could tell he was tracking the ball well and yeah. laid off some some tough pitches to lay off from 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 Trey. But it was. Um, I, I came away really, really impressed with Frisco. Like I said, they didn't win, but um, I could see them going a long way in the postseason. Uh, but, you know, just I mean, they got depth on the mound. They have athletes. They're physical. Uh, so it'll be interesting to follow them. But going back over to the colony, um, Alex Elam laid down a bunt, beat it out. Uh, he's a senior going to Kansas Wesleyan. Noah, Noah Olivero going to Navarro. He hit the ball really hard to third base, and it was the play that um, – that Tommy made on him to rob him of a base hit, but he had that. And then he walked Um, Wesley Peck did not pitch in the game, but he's another big arm for the colony. 
Um, yeah, say we had some and, good video on him recently. I think. Yeah, he's thrown a no hitter this year. Uh, so and so has Rangel. I mean, they man, they they've got some arms. So you got mm-hmm. two arms like that. They may have a chance as well. And then uh, Josiah Rojas, uh, another freshman uh, that may had a good game for for the colony. He had in my nose. He, he had a single, but he hit the ball really hard twice. Um, so it'll be fun to watch him. Uh, you know, Coach Dean does a good job with those guys. I mean, I know since you followed Texas, I know you remember him, but uh, his son, Matt Dean, weird. Oh, yeah. When I was at Texas and he was obviously drafted and signed. But, man, I like the way they played. Um, they've got some guys, you know, they, they play the game the right way. You can tell they're well coached. Um, but I enjoy watch, getting over there and watching them play for the first time as well. But uh, obviously the big highlight of that game was Trey Rangel. I mean, it, it it's real. Like the ball comes out and it's easy. Um, and like I said, if he, he continues to grow and develop, I mean, he's going to have a chance to pretty much go wherever he wants, I think yeah. at the D one level. So That's what it looks um, like, but it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, good chance for me to get out and see him. I hadn't seen him before. Um, then the next day, Saturday, Rockwall versus Coppell. Um, got to see TJ Pompey. Um, uh, he squared the ball up a couple times well. Uh, first about the game, he had a ball. I thought it was gone to center, but he he barreled it up, looked good, made some really good plays at um, at short. Actually, you know, got made some tough plays look relatively easy. I thought um, he got Braden on a bang bang play uh, on a, a ground ball deep in the hole. Um, but you know, we know he has that arm, and he, oh he's yeah, got some, it's a big arm. So he's got some carry when it when he throws it from, from deep in the hole. Um, but also had the, um, the only two RBIs for Coppell, but on a RBI, two RBI double down the line, a um, little bit controversial. There's some back and forth as to whether or not it was fair or not, but good piece of hitting by him um, and got it down the line, knocked in the only two runs they scored and came away with that two to one win. But uh, going, going, th- you know, the story of the day for Coppell was Willie Nestor, um, who went complete game held, you know, what we've said is one of the best lineups in the state to one yeah. run. Um, that's impressive. But yeah, he was 85, 87 through a good breaking ball. And it's, it's kind of funky, um, to where like, it just didn't, you know, they, th- their timing was off all day long and mm-hmm. it was because of what he was doing on the mound. Um, and, but like I said, he went CG uh got the win but really impressive outing for him you know we had his older brother on the gpa team but um uh impressive outing for him uh rest of the guys on coppell tanner tanner siever utesa commit um he had a base hit played third uh matthew welsh and matthew williams back to back in the lineup had the two uh two singles that ultimately came around to score on the on the pompey double uh, Andrew Schultz, Grayson commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, cr- he smoked a ball, um, to, to right field where Dylan Garcia made a really nice diving catch to rob him of potential extra bases, but he, he got a hit later in the game. Um, he can really hit. And then, uh, Michael Russell, uh, 2024 going to Wichita state, um, played some good defense, got him down the line at four, three on a ground ball. Um, you know, he's, Really, really good defender. And then uh, I think that was it for Coppell on my notes. And then moving back over to the Rockwall side, uh, Micah Kendrick had a, a nice double, good piece of hitting. Uh, Mac Rose had a double and pitched. Um, 
he was good, man. He had some life on his fastball. His fastball was a couple of times. Like I asked him after the game, I was like, was that you doing two seamers? What is that? And he said it was four seamers. He's just gripping it a little bit differently, but man, hmm. it was really, it was really running and sinking. Um, but stuff was good there. We know Max hyper competitive. Yeah. Um, but a good day for him. Like I said, yeah, Dylan Garcia had that big catch and right. You know, he, he continues to find ways to help, help. Yeah. He's a good athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, we'll talk about him later, uh, whenever we get to my second game, but, but yeah, so that was, that was two good ones. Um, you know, starting to see, you know, it is interesting. Like you start getting into this part of the season and the pitching settling in and you're seeing some, some lower scoring games across the board. And, you know, obviously you attribute that to the pitching and I have a couple more pitching performances to talk about when we get to it. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was good to see some of those teams. I hadn't seen Coppell yet this year. Yeah. I saw, Um, I was fortunate that they were kind of one of the big names that came down here for the Hill country deal with ironically with, with Rockwall too. Um, And Welsh was another guy looking back on my notes. Like he caught my eye too. Um, and he's an uncommitted senior. Like I think that that guy's definitely talented enough to catch on somewhere and and, and get an opportunity. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, Michael Russell. I mean, I that's a really good get. I think for Wichita State. Um, yeah. He definitely caught my attention as well. But yeah, Coppell had some really nice depth in the lineup. Good athleticism mix. Um, some pop in the middle of it there. I mean, obviously when you have Pompey leading off there, he's a threat to you know go deep or extra base hit you know, any time and potentially swipe a bag if he gets on first with a walk or a single. So um, definitely a good one for sure. But yeah, if you're keeping that rock wall lineup in check, um, that's, that's saying something because I don't think there are many arms um, capable of doing that, but um, well, wait, till, of... wait till we wait till we get to my next game. Okay. All right. Good <laughs> yeah. teaser there. Yeah. Good teaser yeah. there. Yeah. We'll, we'll stick with the, um, we'll stick with the pitching performances. Cause I made the trip down uh, Friday to Porter to go see Zane Adams, just mm. been wanting to see him all year and just kind of was waiting to see. And um, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go, go get a look now. I've heard he's been really good. Um, and he, he, he was really, really good. Um, looking back, I think five innings, I believe two hits, no walks, 13 strikeouts. Um, the curb, like I said, that, you know, Weston Moss has the best changeup I've seen. I think Zane Adams has the best curveball I've seen. Uh, it's it is a monster, um, and the one of the main reasons why it's so good is he can throw it for a strike early in counts, and then he knows how to bury it, you know, late in counts. And it's one of those ones that that sharp kind of the late break just kind of falls off and just takes that nosedive down in the zone. And he was getting some really ugly swings with it, um, which really he helps his fastball play up. He was eighty seven to ninety um all all game long um where he started he was still sitting there in the fifth inning um I had a couple scouts told me he might have been a tick higher than than what I had on him because I wasn't uh, getting on every single pitch but um just sitting there consistently throwing a ton of quality strikes uh he can pitch um the curveball was a weapon like I said uh moving the fastball around some but just quality strike after quality strike just really filling up the zone pretty easy operation um, looked good from the side, looked good, you know, out in front. Uh, and then, you know, to, to his credit, I, I think he knew 
Um, you know, obviously with every start that he throws, there's going to be some scouts in attendance and he just didn't need to throw the change up ever. Cause it was just fastball curveball right. was just beating guys the entire game. And he just started shaking to the change up later in the outing. And it was like, Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. It's, it's nice to get a look at this too. Um, Cause it was a good one too. He started racking up some whiffs for the change up um, consistently throwing it down in the zone um, to righties, getting some swings over the top there. Um, so he had some command execution feel of that pitch as well. But um, I was really impressed. I'd seen him in the summer a couple times. We saw him at area code and I saw him at TSA. Obviously area code, you're not getting too extended in the same thing with TSA. So I hadn't seen him like for an extended outing. Um, and it was, it was the real deal. Um, pitchability stuff, a lot of strikes and this kind of goes on the lines with Elwinger. It's one of the things we were talking about too. Like, there's still growth to come with him because he's not one of those guys that's just been like, you know, super trained in, you know, doing all the like throwing constantly and, and that sort of thing. Like there's not that element to his development yet, which he's going to receive, whether it's college or the pros. I think he's, I don't know how signable he is, but I think he's firmly in the mix as a guy that like, is going to get some calls like, Hey, you know, this is the price. This is the opportunity. Are you going to go to college? Are you going to sign? Um, just because he's been really consistently good. Um, it sounds like he was thrown a little harder to open the year and we've seen him hard. I've seen him up to 94 twice in the summer. So it's in there. Uh, but just the fact that there's just so many strikes with all three pitches, um, it's just really, really promising. And he's just been a big performer and granted, yeah, there a lot of the lineups he faces are going to be overmatched, but still, like I've seen guys with really good stuff against overmatched lineups not get a lot of whiffs and not get a lot of strikeouts. And he did both of those things, um, especially with the curveball and the changeup, and just really threw a ton of strikes with the fastball as well and moved it around. So, a uh, really, really, really good performance. Um, didn't change my mind at all. I, I think that he's the best left-handed pitcher um, in the state. Um, I think he backed that up with his performance and he's been performing like this the entire season long. So it's good to go down there and get a look get a fresh look at him. Um, Cause we want to try to see these top end pro potential pro guys as much as at least once, but as much as we can uh, to get a fresh look and, and, and see if, you know, what those scouts are seeing, or maybe we're seeing something a little bit different than maybe they saw um, earlier in the season. Well there as well, but a couple of their guys from Porter um, Victor Fortana, uh, 2023 catcher who I believe is uncommitted um, I liked him, um, moved with some agility behind the plate, took some good swings. He's got some athleticism. He's got some projection. Uh, he caught a guy stealing at second base. Um, a lot to like about him and he was catching good stuff. Anytime we see guys, like we say, like catching good stuff, like it's, that's not a given at this level. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that he potentially uh, catch at the next level. Um, uh, and then Josh Evan Pickens and then, um, Peyton Evans Pickens, I believe they're brothers. Uh, Josh is a 2023 you center think? fielder. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. Um, and then uh, Peyton is a 2024 right fielder. Um, both physical guys. Peyton's a little bit more of a physical power hitting type. I really like the way he tracked pitches. Really like the way he swung the bat. Some really loud contact there. Um, kind of more of a, a, a power hitting corner outfield type profile as opposed to Josh, who's kind of a little bit more of an athletic um, center center field type profile, but um, liked what I saw there. Uh, for Huntsville, um, you know, they just they ran into a buzzsaw with Zane Adams, but there were a couple guys that caught my eye. Cooper Molnis, a 2023 center fielder, hit leadoff for them. Really good looking kid physically. I bet he was probably about 6'2. 
Um, still had some kind of a loose frame. There's some projection there. Uh, he hit the ball really hard in the first at bat of the game. Um, and then also ha- uh, had another good at bat later on. Um, I was really impressed with him. Uh, moved around well in the outfield as well. Uh, I believe he's a guy that's an uncommitted senior. Definitely talented enough to to catch on somewhere. Juco um, somewhere. Uh, because there's, there's a lot to like about the frame, the physical traits. And I think there's some tools there. Um, as well and then Luke Durnham had a really hard one of the other he had the other base hit in the game a hard single back up the middle uncommitted senior um, and then Holden Langley a 2024 shortstop um, played a pretty clean shortstop um, good actions really loose frame with some projection uh, it was weird like I got back-to-back games on grass fields so oh. like if you got to see some balls put in play um, you got to see who could play some defense there and uh, he definitely held his own defensively uh, for Huntsville at shortstop, but um, yeah, it's just uh, you, whenever you see, whenever you show up and see some of these top arms, you're hoping you get the performance, um, and that's certainly what I got from Zane Adams, and there, and then obviously uh, with James Elwinger as well. But um, Zane Adams signed with Alabama, uh, but definitely his is really established himself and just kind of confirmed what type of prospect he is and what kind of pitcher he is. Uh, which is a guy who can throw a lot of strikes and get a lot of whiffs and has what you know maybe the best curveball in the state. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, moving back to the Metroplex, uh, and we hinted at that two-one uh, holding Rockwall to a yeah, a you teased score. it. Um, yeah, it was an elite segue. Let's call it. Yeah, um, yeah, veteran like a veteran radio move. Yeah, so we'll. we'll Go over to North Forney. Um, they played Rockwall in district and actually gave Rockwall their first loss in district, but um, a really good, well, well played game, competitive. Um, you know, the wind was blowing very hard in from right, um, which I think had an effect on the, the game. There were a couple of balls hit that um, may not have been caught without the wind, but um, talking about a good pitching performance, Preston Crow, senior, uh, I believe he's going to ETBU. Um, and just a man, really, they've, they've done a good job in Texas, haven't they? They have, they have, they've, they've got some guys, they've got some guys that we, that we definitely like. Um, and he is definitely one of them, but one of the things that impressed me, I mean, he went, he went complete game. Um, and you know, it was one of those outings where he just like, he, you know, he held the velo. He was throwing just as hard in the seventh as he was in the first, um, you know, stayed within himself, didn't try to do too much uh, against, you know, again, that lineup that we talk about is one of the best in the state. Yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah, looking th- back through the notes, I don't think he walked anybody. Um, yeah, I, I don't show any walks, uh, but gave up four hits, had five Ks on the complete game. Um, but just a really, really good outing. He just pitched. And that's mm-hmm. basically what he did. Uh, but move the ball around, change speeds. Um, just kept throwing it in there, and, and you know you play on turf and throw the ball in there, and the wind's blowing pretty hard. Good things happen. Yeah, um, smart way to go about it. Good, a good chunk of the time. Um, but for them, you know, they're led at the top of the lineup by Landon, Landon Cochran, Dylan Clark, uh, both 2024 guys that I think have a, definitely have a chance to play at the next level. Cochran got on base to lead off the game with an infield hit. Um, ultimately came around to score one of their two runs. Um, good athlete, uh, plays infield, plays outfield. Um, you know, I think he's, he's a versatile guy, left-handed hitter, 
um, that takes really good at bats. Like you, you can feel his presence in the box when he's up mm-hmm. to bat. Dylan Clark, uh, 2024 shortstop, just a good baseball player, um, can make a make all the plays. Um, you know, can do some different things at the plate. You can tell he handles the bat well. He got hit by a pitch, had a single in the game, but big fan of his. I, I like what he what he can do on the baseball field. And then uh, three holes, Jorge Herrera, senior, going to Eastfield. Uh, he actually laid down a bunt to score that first run in the first inning and just kind of you felt like it gave North Forney some confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And they just played a clean baseball game and, and played the game the right way. Uh, Rex Rambo uh, had the other RBI single. And then like, we already talked about Preston Crow on the mound, but he he was he was really good. Um, really impressed by him. Uh, like you mentioned, just another one of those guys going to ETBU that we really yeah. like. Um, so they've done a good job on the Rockwall side. Remington Spurl had a nice game. Uh, he went five innings, uh, gave up just two runs, four hits, uh, and provided the only run for Rockwall on a home run. Uh, he crushed the ball to left field. Um, but you know, we've talked about him quite a bit before, but he, he'd attack the mount uh, or attack the zone on the mound. Uh, he's going to Amarillo college to play Mm -hmm. but um good player man he he competes he's really competitive on the mound throws it in there um and he can swing it too he he had so looks i think he actually had the only rbi in both of those rockwall two to one losses um but i did you know like they didn't actually i didn't think they you know if they if you asked them they'd probably tell you they didn't play a very good game but as far as like playing a clean game it, it really wasn't it really wasn't bad i mean they you know, you didn't wasn't like they're just going up swinging and missing and playing out of control. They just they just weren't getting the hits. But yeah, uh, Pearson Reebok led off the game with a really well hit single, um, stole a base, and then he absolutely hosed a guy at the plate uh, later in the game. And then he actually threw the the sixth inning, so he threw the last inning um, there for Rockwall. But you know, he continues to you know show what kind of player he is. Um, Braden lined out to to uh, shortstop one of his at-bats and then just missed one and flew out his last at-bat. Uh, Micah Kendrick, I talked about balls being hit that might have been different without the win. He yeah. hit a ball. And if I don't know if you remember this, but like this is the same field where Rockwall played um, uh, Waxahachie against Jared Thomas late in the game. And we were actually talking about this before the game with Coach Rose. But, I mean, like, you know, they basically they wouldn't have pitched to him in that scenario if the wind hadn't been blowing in like it was. And it was it was a similar win. And Micah almost got it out. He he hit it to the warning track on a ball that was just crushed. I think I sent you a clip of it, but I mean, yeah, he, yeah, it was loud. He, you thought for sure off the bat it was it was way he, out. He got it. Um, but you know, I mean, like I said, you know, if you're pressing crow and you're th- and you're throwing, like you know, you have that wind behind them, yep. so let you know let him hit it out there. Um, yep. and that's what he did. But, um, so he had a good game. Uh, Jake Overstreet hit the ball hard one time. He actually made a really good play at third. Um, you know, we've talked about him a lot behind the plate, but he's just a, he's a versatile. Player, yeah. He man. could play like, some third base. I saw him in a game at third base in tournament. He can play there. Yeah. Yeah. He's athletic. You know, he can play, he can play the outfield. I mean, I don't know what, if there's really a spot that he can't play, obviously he's better at some than others, but I mean, I've seen him move all around and, you know, it doesn't seem to be, a, there's no drop off from whoever else is playing that position when he goes in there, um, yeah. you know, for a guy who moves around so much, but 
Um, you know, huge fan of his. Jack Jungles uh, hit a double. And then Dylan Garcia, again, we keep mentioning his name. Uh, he had a double uh, on the night. And he can run, man. He's athletic. Um, but they just – they didn't end up getting those guys in. They had some guys on base. But, um, again, credit to Preston Crow. He just did a really good job against a really good hitting team. Um, and then last night I went over and saw Heath versus Salina. Um, you know, one of the things like we've talked about Heath, you know, they, they struggled a little bit early, you know, a little bit inconsistent at the plate. Um, but I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the, the encouraging thing is that they're starting to figure it out. I mean, they, they won last night six to one against Salina and Salina is really good. Um, but it was just kind of a sound game. I mean, they just beat them. That's, that's really what it came down to. I mean, there were some, there's some pitches that if they go the other way a couple of times, you know, or balls bounce one way or the other way, you know, it, the scoreboard might look different, but man, like he's starting to play some good sound fundamental baseball and they're starting to get some timely hitting. And well, you know, like we said, like their, their ceiling is really high. So like, you know, Heath guys, if you're listening to this, you're on the right track, you know, <laughs> but there is, there is a lot there. So like, keep going um, because, you know, it's a talented roster full of really good players. They've got some youth. They've got, you know, some of the older guys hadn't played a whole lot in the past, but um, they're figuring it out. They're figuring out. I figure, you know I mean? They're, they're too talented and too well coached to to not figure it out, but they're going to have something to play for. Um, You know, they're going to have a chance, especially with the talent on the mound, um, which leads me to Landry Powell. Um, Another ETBU guy. Dominant again. Um, man, he just he, he I had him 85, 88 um uh, for most of the game whenever we had the radar on, and it plays up, man. Like it he gets some swings that you know you look down at the gun and you're like, man, like he blew that by him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's he's creating some deception somewhere in his delivery. Um, he creates good angles too. Yeah, you might know, be I a fastball like he, ride guy because Sometimes you see guys that really spin breaking balls well. They really spin four seamers too. Well, he spins the breaking ball and he spins hitters into the ground swinging at it. Yeah. So um, five innings, nine Ks against again a really really good Salina lineup too. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing is like you know it's non district game, but man like it's the the lineup's real. I mean you go through it and there's. You know, D1 yeah, players, they're trying to get D-Co hits. Yeah, there's some dudes all over that lineup. I mean, it's it, it was impressive. And he just keeps going out there and stacking it up. And then Ethan actually came in behind him and got the final two two innings. And, you know, fresh off his commitment to Rice, you know, a five-tool GPA guy, man, he's 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 figuring it out. He's got some deception too. And man, like if if they're using wood bats, like he'd be he'd be making a living on the firewood because like it is he that ball is running in yeah and it's, it's heavy. people don't see it like it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good um and he's starting to tick up and below i know he's been up to 90 in recently um but man he's had some hesitation moves um in his in his delivery last night kind of went i didn't i was videoing and i don't see the game as well when i'm videoing but i went back and watched it this morning and i was like well i didn't even notice that live but it's man it's you know, we talked to a lot of those really good hitters that, you know, you ask them who the hardest guys to hit for them are. You know, I used to always ask Tulo and it like, it's never, it's not Scherzer. It's not 
Kershaw. It's like, mm. you know, cause you, those guys are always around the zone, but some of those relievers, man, that are just a little bit different. Yeah. Like it, that's what Ethan is for me. And it is, um, I mean, I think he's, he, he actually started for them last week and went five innings, but, um, but he has that same feel where it's like, it's just kind of different. It's a little bit like Willie Nestor. Willie Nestor is different too. Um, but um, impressed with him again, Colin Adams. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. We big fan, you know, he's just a gamer hits a ball over shortstop hits it. Well, um, I don't know if anyone in the, in the entire building was thinking double out of the box, but he got a double because he ran as hard as he could. As soon as, as soon as the ball came off his bat and just, he made one play in center field too, that just, he made it look easy. Like if you didn't know much about playing outfield, you would have thought it was just kind of a routine play, but man, he went and got it and just tracked it down um, just like he does, but had a couple RBIs scored a run, just, you know, it's kind of, you look up and he's, had a major impact on the game, just like normal. Uh, first inning, Drew Smith smoked the single the outfield, had a stolen base. Um, Brady Lattisau hit one ball hard. He, I don't know. Like, I would like to go back and look at it, but I feel like he gets hit by a pitch every single time I see <laughs> him play. Um, but That's how I feel about off. Overstreet. I feel like he got hit yeah. every time I oh, saw him play. Double digits. It's double digits for sure. Yeah. Um, but I know Brady, I, I just feel like he's been hit quite a bit, but um, missed a couple of balls early, hit a ball hard late. I think he got it off the end of the batter. It might've ended up over the building, but um, you know, he's been really good as of late. He's come on Caleb Hoover. Uh, he had three hits, two RBIs and, and walked. He had a really good at bat, his second one. And keep in mind that all of these at bats that I'm talking about um, are almost all of them at least are against Noah Bentley. So mm. we're talking a guy with big stuff going to OU. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, obviously we know what Skip knows about pitching. So you're, you're, you're talking about a guy with a big arm and big stuff too. So, um, you know, Caleb, his second at bat, he really battled and fouled some balls off and then uh, poked a, poked a single in the, in the four hole. Um, but really impressed with him. He was, you know, he's an advanced hitter. Um, you can feel his presence in the box. Like he obviously knows what he's doing. Um, Colin Lyles had two hits, um, just, you know, barreled up two more balls. Uh, Hunter Buellen, like this is a sign for me. Like he, he didn't fill the stat sheet, but he's starting to do stuff to like, you know, have, have a little bit of impact on the games. Um, and that's mm -hmm. hard for a freshman at the six, eight level. In oh, Texas. absolutely. But, you know, he's, you know, <clears throat> he laid down a bunt. He walked, he got hit by a pitch for an RBI. Um, so I think, you know, and he hit a home run. I think it was last week, uh, his first varsity home run or first high school home run. Cause he's, I mean, he's never played anything but varsity, but, um, he's a guy that man, like he, when he gets stronger, he's going to be scary. Um, just a good baseball player. Um, and then Preston, Preston Lewis made a play on a ball that it was a, Nat, another nasty curveball from Landry Powell that got by him with bases loaded. It was just like, it was tough to handle, uh, but it got by him and he hustled back and was able to get the runner at, at first, or that might've been a different game. Um, but it was a huge play at the time and he went a long way to get it, but he caught well last night. Um, so impressed with him again. Uh, but he he's, he's coming on. Um, you know, I know they pinch it for him once and they put him back in the game, but he, uh, you know, he's 
when when you're a catcher, like it's just one of those spots that hey, you can you can be over at the plate and still have a major impact yeah. on the game. And and, yep. and he did and he did that yesterday. Um, so you know, didn't hang his head about striking out a couple times, um, but hustled and made a good play on a really nasty uh, pitch in the dirt. I think the bases were loaded at the time, but but would have scored a run. But he went a long way to get the ball and got the out at first, um, which was impressive for me. But on the Salinas side, um, man, I, I I like this team. Like they they obviously they didn't win last night, but again, I I really like what I see from them. They play the game the right way. Coach McCartney does a really good job with these guys. But I mean, it's a loaded lineup. Um, you know, we got RJ. Uh, I know he. I think he walked twice last night. Um, Noah Bentley. Uh, he had a hit. He had a single. Uh, he had the um, the only RBI, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I have in my notes. Or actually, he had two singles, uh, and then he hit the ball hard to center field. But he can swing it a little bit. I'll get back to him on the mound. But um, Hayden Mitchell, he looks good in the box. Uh, he walked once, um, but I thought I felt like he was seeing the ball well. I thought he took good swings. And again, like there's <laughs> anybody that swings and misses against a Landry Powell curveball shouldn't feel too bad because there's a long list of guys that have been mm-hmm. doing that this this spring. But I thought Caden looked good in the box. Physically, he looks good. I was impressed with him behind the plate. I thought he caught really well, and I thought he had a really good, you know presence as a catcher behind mm-hmm. the plate i thought you know he went out to the mound a couple of times to make sure they're on the same page like just veteran type stuff that he did and um i just i i was really impressed with him um i had him you know high one nines low twos on just about every throwdown between innings um you know and that's that's one of those things i know we talk about a lot but like you know, running hard, even when you're out, you know, throwing the ball the right way between innings, like that yeah. stuff matters because there are some coaches there, some college coaches there last night and that stuff just sticks out, you know, and yep. you never know who's going to be there. And, you know, you don't, you can't control what happens in all of your at bats, but um, you know, give them something to leave with. And I thought, I thought I, I felt that way about Caden last night. I was impressed with him, but um, Jackson, uh, Jackson Rooker, Tennessee tech commit, he hit the ball really hard to right field one time, had a single also, and then came into pitch. Um, good baseball player, obviously like plays the game. Major Brynion, um, I he didn't do anything in, at the at the plate um, that filled a stat sheet, but I thought he looked every it all looked right. You know, I mean, I didn't feel like he was out of control or anything. Uh, moves the right way defensively. Um, you know, it's he, good player going to committed. I, fairly recently to uh, ULM. Um, and then getting back to Noah Bentley on the mound, like he was 88, 91 slider was 81, 85. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, he threw a couple that were pretty good. Like whenever he wasn't trying to, he overthrew a couple. Um, but when it was, you know, it's always funny. It's all, it always seems counterintuitive, but you know, a lot of these guys, like when they try to throw it harder, they don't. And mm-hmm. when they just let it go, it does. Um, but I thought we had saw four pitches from him through a curveball and a changeup as well. But I was impressed with him. Like he flashed on all of those pitches. Um, some, you know, he was throwing the breaking ball for strikes. He was throwing the breaking ball for swing and miss. Um, and he threw a couple fastballs that like really ran um, hmm. to where like you know I had to check the gun to see like you know it, it all. Uh, it, it sounds like it was slow. It wasn't, but like 
the the swing that it generated looked like a swing from a changeup, just swinging completely over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turned around and checked the gun. I was like, "Was that a fastball?" Like, and it was. And the only reason it threw me off was because I was filming and I saw the swing, and it just didn't look like a fastball swing. But you went back and watched the video; like, it was diving hard on the hmm. side, just sw- a righty swinging over the top of it. But um, you know, it, you said his if you went and looked at his line. Um, it you, he would probably tell you that he didn't pitch very well, but I, I saw a lot to like from him, to yeah. be honest. I, I just, you know, the stuff was good. He competed, um, had some plays that didn't go his way behind him, and I didn't feel like he let that uh, get him out of his rhythm or throw him off at all. And so I was impressed. He had one, one double play ball that could have been turned that would have gotten him out of an inning, and his line would have looked completely different, but felt like he went back in there and kept attacking and – um you know, so credit to him for that, you know, because sometimes that happens in this game, you know, and like I said, the ball bounced one way last night, but if it bounces another way. It could have been a different game at times, but um, I came that I can't imagine that Salina team not going, not going far in the postseason this year. Yeah, They just have too many good players and they're well coached and they play the game the right way. And um, I was impressed with them. You know, it's, it's funny too, the more impressive well, actually, three of the more impressive teams we saw that I saw lost the games. The the four games, all three teams that lost in those four games, because Rockwell was twice. But I mean, the, those are all teams that can can go pretty deep in the in the playoffs. Um, you know, playing playing good defense um, matters, and you know sometimes those games just don't end up the right side of the score. But I came away impressed with all of them, to be honest. You know, it sounds yeah. corny. Corny and cliche, but I really feel that way. I think thought the team and the losing efforts, you know, still showed me a lot, which, you know, is a credit to them. I mean, obviously you don't want to lose, but, you know, and I'm sure most of them would tell you they didn't play very well, but I came away with a lot to like from all those teams. Um, so it was fun. I think, you know, it was some good baseball. We're starting to get closer and closer to the playoffs and mm-hmm. starting to see some teams separate. Um and that'll be that'll be fun to monitor and talking about that i'll get to see a big a big one tonight um with hebron and marcus going at it Uh, nice hebron won on tuesday so we'll get to see our buddy marcos pause throwing tonight so excited to see that and you know against a good lineup like marcus you know i think caden sorrell is going to be on the mound for marcus um well i'm bummed that aiden howard will be out um with he's had a little hamstring tightness so uh he's not playing tonight but um but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game it's it's our game of the week actually so yeah which means for me which means for me we will have a guy videoing um (laughs) so and so i can spare the spare the twitter followers the poor video quality but i mean you're over here getting four minute videos from different angles and stuff. I was, yeah. I was over here pretty, pretty proud about my efforts on the, on the last couple of days. And then you throw out a, a four minute video on a guy throwing. I've eight, gotten, so. I've gotten pretty good with, I've gotten pretty good with pitchers, but as you know, a lot of it's where you are, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of the nice things about Magnolia West is they had one of those little kind of gated standing yeah. room deals behind on plate and they opened it up for everybody and told the scouts even that they want to go sit down there so that was that was nice and then like vista ridge it's like this little tight little area in front of stands you can go stand behind there like right behind home plate um i just got lucky like i've seen ridge morgan hank howard zane adams weston moss and james elwanger 
And like four of those five were like really good performance wise. And the other one was Weston Moss who flashed some really good stuff as well. Um, so I've, I've just gotten fortunate there. Yeah. I've kind of gotten the hang of it with, with pitchers and, and things like that. But every time I always tell myself when I get to a game, I want to buy one of those things to where you can like hook it on to like a pole or something and like screw it on to, and like hold your radar gun for you because that's where it gets, Hey, where it gets a little there's dicey. some, there's some, there's some gadgets out there. Like yeah. every, I feel like every game I go to, there's a new little gadget that's like doing phone, like it's got this holding phone video. Yeah guns like, like those laptops. bluetooth ones now you can like push the button it'll record and then you push the button it'll stop like that sort of thing oh. and you know and then nick always always like why do i not do this every time i see nick he's got this little like really small like little hunting stool type thing he sits on and it's just like you know maybe maybe five pounds and it's just easy to carry around. i was like oh, i gotta get one of those too so uh, i got one get, of these I, days I, I'm, I'm gonna learn I need to get over my insecurity of like being in people's way. Like I yeah, just feel I'm like still, I'm always I'm still like way. that too. It, it's tough. I do always look behind me and I try to get into an area where it's like a, there's not any seats there when I'm kind of, been, and I've been down and there's days like I'm like, I was like, man, I woke up the next day. It's like my hamstrings are super sore and <laughs> everything else. Like it's, it's pretty sad, but um yeah i've got i've gotten fortunate with the pitching performances but i've i've got pretty good of, of sticking on those guys and uh yeah it's been really fun and i shouldn't shortchange powell because i talked about zane adams having the best curveball in the state um powell might have had the best right-handed one like it's hey, it's it, it's really 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 good well you know like we've seen him multiple times i mean he he did it against salina a team that's gonna you know did the have festival a real chance. too yeah i mean against you know it's just the teams he's doing it against are, I mean, like he dominated. Really yeah. I mean, he, he dominated with the breaking ball against Rockwall. I mean, like, and just racking up strikeout numbers. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's the thing that's, you know, you hear about some of these guys that are, I think, I mean, he pitched some on JB last year as a junior. And, mm-hmm. you know, like some people, you know, I know kids, you hear a lot of kids getting sensitive about being on JV when they want to be on varsity. And that makes sense. Like everyone wants to be on varsity, but like, you know, there are ways to make the best of your opportunities. And obviously Landry's a guy that's done that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you can, you can take that as a demotion and not get something out of your time on JV, or you can go down there, throw innings and get moved up for the playoffs. And then, senior year just take off and that's what yeah. he's done so um you know and it's tough like it's not easy to do it's easier to sit here and say it but like you know yeah. like, it's just something that a lot of baseball players need to keep in mind like you know the same for guys that go off to college like you know you may not pitch a lot as a freshman i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys across the state that are running into that you know and when you scan through the 55 and some guys that have been really good dominant pitchers in high school like Hey, you go to a big program that's got a lot of veteran guys. You may not throw a lot, but you you really do yourself a disservice by not using that time to develop in some way. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean Landry's a guy that's just taken off. I mean, there's there's no way no no way around it. He's been dominant this year. So yeah, yeah. and I was encouraged to to see and hear you know with Noah Bentley because he was another guy that you know Salina went so deep into the playoffs 
And those guys were playing the next day in summer events once they got done. And he was exhausted when we saw him pitch. In well, the and, he's, and he's and he's a football. He's guy. a football he's player. A, he's, he's a quarterback, like the starting yes. quarterback at a huge big time program in the state. Like you could tell physically, he was just drained. Um, and so it was well, good to I see thought, the, I the stuff back up. He, he looked a little bit thinner, like in the upper body, which I, I, I take is probably from not lifting in football, but I, I thought it was a good thing for him. I thought it was, mm. he was a little bit looser than he yeah. had been. I thought there were times last year where he was a little stiff, um, you know, at, in comparison to last night, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I thought that was, I thought that was good. I mean, I, I, I came away really impressed. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, he just kept battling and, mm-hmm. you know, again, the ball bounces a different way a couple of times and you're looking at a completely different outing on okay. paper. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. Before we get out of here, I wanted to um, give a shout out to some of the guys in Arizona. I wrote up a five to five this week about some of our coverage out there. Some really big time games, uh, most notably Hamilton against mountain point and uh, um, rock Chalowski. Yeah. Man. He's uh he's really really good. Uh, he went four for four that game with two homers and ended up hitting what was called the walk off single because it ended up being a run rule win. Um, he's I mean if you want to see what a day one MLB draft prospect looks like, that's a that's a prep shortstop. I mean it's him. I mean and I say day one. I think he's going to end up going back first. Um. You know, and I, I say that I don't know how signable he is or how signable he's not, but um, I know that he's got the tools and he's got the performance to back it up. And, you know, it's one of the tough things for evaluators is evaluating the high school guys is with some of them, you only get so many opportunities to see them against like legitimate high school competition. You know, fortunately for the guys in, you know, DFW and parts of areas of Houston and things like that, you get those matchups. But, uh, well, this was one of the ones for for um, for Hamilton. Um, and he was big time. And I mean, just extremely impressive. Um, I mean, he's just been a big time performer all year. And then you get, it's like, oh yeah, Zach Wattis is on Hamilton too. It's like, imagine pitching to that lineup. Um, he had a really loud double off the fence for Hamilton and still swinging the bat really well, performing at high rate. He really put him up, himself on the map at area code. And it's continued. I mean, big time power hitter, um, strong hands and wrist, the way the ball comes off the barrel. Um, he's another guy that's having a really good year. Um, and then, you know, you get these programs sometimes, like you were mentioned um, with Pal, like sometimes with pitchers, you just don't really learn about a lot about some of these pitchers until they're seniors because they just like, kind of have to wait their turn. And um, Rohan uh, Leto for Hamilton, um, we have some really good video of him on his five tool profile page and also at five tool AZ on Twitter was up to 89 miles an hour. Great looking guy physically, um, strong. There's some there's some muscle packed onto the frame already, which you can see in the delivery really helps him throw strikes. Uh, the breaking ball really flashes a swing and Mitch pitch. The changeup was excellent. Um, you know, low 80s changeup that really looked good out of the hand, kind of that really short, late action to it. Um, you know, ran the fastball up to 89. Uncommitted senior arm. Um, I don't know what his recruitment's like right now, but I know he looks like a guy that could – go help a mid-major D1 program uh, probably pretty quickly that next year. So we got some coverage on him as well. Another uncommitted player at Arizona that I really liked, um, Andrew Grunert, um, standout shortstop, good athlete. Um, he goes to 
hold on. Why am I missing it? It's not Horizon. It is Horizon. Horizon High School, uh, which is another really, really good program out in Arizona. But good athlete. The glove looked like it's got a chance to stick it short. Made some nice plays there. Some good actions. Good left-handed swing with some bat speed, um, some rhythm to it. Um, just a guy that just kind of popped off the page. And I was like, man, this guy looks like he's he's far too good to be a guy that doesn't get an opportunity. Um, probably at the mid-major D1 level, but certainly at the JUCO level as well. And then finally, a 2025 name to watch out in Arizona, Adrian Montoya in an absolute bomb um, off the scoreboard in one of the games our, our Arizona team was at. Um, had a really big game there. I believe he went three for three, had another extra base hit down the, down the line. Going to be a physical power hitter. Um, he's already kind of tapping into that. You can kind of see it in the swing, but um, you know, especially balls middle or down, he's got one of those swings that can really just drive the ball and get some carry um, off the bat there. So a guy that's going to be one to follow there in Arizona 2025. But um, yeah, really good stuff from, from Arizona. I mean, California, uh, really good stuff from Colorado this past week. We had some yes. great highlights um, from Colorado as well. Um, again, you can go to fivetool.org and you can even, you know, sort it by state, you know, by high school, however you want to sort it just to find the coverage that you want. Or of course you go on our Twitter pages for all our regional accounts as well, but lots of great baseball beyond Texas that we're capturing. But um, Arizona is always fun to me because you always get those. Uh, um, they, they always have a few really, really high end pro guys. Um, and they end up well, being exciting to follow because the, there's so many pro evaluators in Arizona with spring training and everything else that those guys get heavily scouted. Um, and also I the Boris see, Classic stuff, too. We did have some – we had the Boris Classic covering that as well. I did see my guy on Team Bish, Cam Caminiti, sneak into the highlights. I well. did see him, so, too, with the bat. Yeah, I did see him, yeah. too. Yeah, um, it looks like I don't he's know been if you, good. I don't know if you've checked in on um, the Team Dustin rotation, but – oh, buddy. I saw Charlie hey. Soto. I saw Charlie Soto oh, at yeah. the 99. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cam Johnson's been at the 98. Oh man, that's, well, uh, those guys from that Nationals area code team are taking the jumps. I thought they would. Talk, well, talking about another um, day one potential shortstop. Um, so I was sitting at that game yesterday with JD Smart, um, and I asked him, I said, do you know, do you have any high school guys this year?" And he said, "Yeah, I have Walker Martin." Um, oh yeah, oh the Colorado, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> he he pulled out a couple clips from the last couple of weeks of some home runs that Walker had hit and um, ball yeah, carrying a little a in that thin air in that thin air. It's carrying a little <laughs> Walker Martin is definitely going to have a chance. Um, yeah. You know, in that day one, day two mix. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, I'd have to look ability. back. I, I, I wrote about him. Um, Cause like the state of Colorado for, for prep prospects I think you have to go back to like Darnell McDonald, maybe like they just haven't had many, uh, many high school prospects drafted really high in the draft. I mean, it's just kind of a rare, rare thing uh, from that area. So yeah, he's one that like really, he was on the team with Wattis at area code. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah. So he could be the first prep player from Colorado selected in the first three rounds of the major league baseball draft since Darnell McDonald in 1997. So what's the fun fact about Darnell McDonald? Um, I feel like where was Darnell McDonald committed to play football, Texas. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. 
Um, so yeah, Walker, Walker Martin could, could join a, you know, really rare list there, but yeah, that's a good one to have. Um, cause that's, that's, he's got a chance to be a potential day one guy in the infield there. Um, which you don't, you don't really often see, um, in Colorado, but yeah, it's really good stuff from Colorado, Arizona, California, Texas. Uh, we're kind of all over the place covering it. It's a fun time of the year. Uh, got baseball going on everywhere. College pro junior college, high school, rocking and rolling there and yeah i think we only have three weeks of district left i think until playoffs get going i mean it's it always goes fast but it, it's it's definitely going fast for sure um so, you know we'll be in the playoffs there soon so yeah by district starts may 4th so. oh wow yeah so yeah going pretty quick there i'm uh making making my schedule and hoping to knock out some guys but there's definitely some that I'm like, yeah, you're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, especially some of those teams that could go really, really deep um, into the playoffs there. But uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? Any any food takes or any uh, um, grocery store takes? Or I am pretty excited where, where we're moving. They just renovated the entire HEB. So pretty, uh, oh. pretty excited about that. Well, yeah. they did. Okay, so they – there's a new restaurant in Rockwall called the North Side. It very Austin-y, which mm-hmm. I like. It's got um, some food trucks, got a little uh, play area for kids, got some sc- screens everywhere to watch yeah. games. Um, actually went and got to see part of opening day there. Uh, nice. Um, and I just that's that's exciting around here. Not a lot of restaurants opening left and right, so. Uh, anytime we got a new spot to throw into the rotation, it's always a it's always a win. It's always a win. Yeah, I hope I hope we don't have Lance Lynn on any fantasy teams. He's he's oh uh, no, oh, he's no. take he's taking it. He's it's not good, oh, not good. No. Looking at it, looking at a <sighs> eight earned and four point one, not good. Not a good day at the yard for Lance Lynn, who I have on a couple teams. So. Mm. That time of the year okay. where I start sweating every single every single pitcher I have on my 18 teams. Uh not 18, 15 this year. Cut it down a little bit. Uh, oh. some more some matter more than others, but still we care about all of our pitchers there. But pitching, like I don't know if this is they're messing with the ball again or if it's the pitch clock, which I kind of think it's the pitch clock that gets it's better for hitter rhythm than pitcher rhythm because you're seeing hitters like take a lot of pitches that are borderline. The walk rates have been up, but um the offense has been kind of wild so far around major league baseball uh but it's been fun some of these games are just flying by you don't even really notice you know the pitch clock and all that sort of stuff now i've heard before we got here is it like displayed everywhere at the pro stadiums like the clock i'll I'll be honest didn't even notice it didn't even notice it i've heard some people say some parks have it like displayed so many places i did just i did their players wanted it that way so they could pay attention to it i did see some some I did see some clocks like pregame, but like as far as like once the game got going, I just they were totally yeah. unnoticeable. And I will blame the pace of the game a little bit on the hot dog lack of hot dog <laughs> consumption. So like that's you do, true. Like, that's you, one of the things people feel- said was like with the with yeah, like you even when I'm like like doing one of our favorite activities, washing bottles, I always put a game on, and like I feel like if I'm looking down at a bottle and I look back up, I might have missed two pitches. Yes, at that time. yes. Like, yeah. And people like are our pro teams gonna sell like less beer and food because people are gonna be in the seats more at these shorter games. But I think it'll end up getting more people in the park. But yeah, no, that's a fair that is a fair excuse. Like, you know, it's it's 
it's moving pretty quick now. It's great, man. I, I think it's been a really good product. The stolen base is very much a thing now. Like if you're slow to home plate, people are running wild on you right now. Like I don't know if you saw Corbin Carroll. He yeah. stole second and third base without a throw against Noah Syndergaard, who's like notoriously the slowest guy to home plate in Major League Baseball. Well, if if you're still if anyone's still listening by the time yeah, we're right, talking yeah. about we this, we probably lost um, you 15 minutes ago. But if you are, you're probably somebody that's going to like the Athletic Baseball Show podcast. Um, and Starkville had an episode with Theo Epstein this oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. This week. Uh-huh. If you're if you're a baseball nerd, like it is awesome because he's he's going through some of the changes and how they mm-hmm. got to him and what they've seen so far, and he's spouting off some numbers that are like, I mean, they're fascinating. Yeah. So like, if 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 you're still listening and you love baseball and you're as big of a baseball nerd as we are. Like, go listen to that. It's it's from let's see, it's from Tuesday's episode. Uh, Theo yeah. Epstein on what's working with MLB's new rules. Yeah, so worth a listen if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, he's really good talking about that stuff. I remember getting excited last. They had him on last year when he was talking about like some of the changes and stuff and and some yeah. of the things. But yeah, it's a uh, it's really good. So all right, we've talked enough. Let's get out of here. This was episode 108 of the Five Tool Podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. You can follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, make sure you're following all of our Twitter coverage at Five Tool, all the regional accounts, and FiveTool.org is your home for everything we do: writing, podcasting, videoing, college commitments. I mean, we're, we're tracking everything: high school baseball, summer baseball, junior college baseball. Um, whatever it is, it ends up at fivetool.org. You can get on there and customize your feed to follow specific high schools you want, specific college commitments that you want, specific events. It's really as, as customizable as you want it to be to kind of tailor make your, your coverage to fit uh, what you're looking for. So uh, go there and check that out. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Until we talk to you all next time, take care.